Welcome to Uncontained. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and uh, welcome to this side of the election. Who would have thought it? Donald J. Trump as the president. I'm just glad it's over, and I hope people go back to treating people as people relatively soon. Yes, no need to be, as one of my friends coined it, Trumping, telling people to get out of your country and acting like a complete ass. On the other hand, rioting, destroying small business property in your hometown doesn't help change anything about the election. So let's knock it off, deal with what we have. I'm just happy it's over. No more campaigns, no more, no more debates. And it's time for me to step off my soapbox because I got a show to do. And on my show today, I have a very funny comedian. He is new to the L.A. area, but uh, not new to comedy. He started doing stand-up roughly in 2012 in the Washington, D.C. area and uh, just recently moved to L.A. to you know pursue his dream as a stand-up comic. We talk about how he got his start in stand-up comedy and when he knew he was ready to move from D.C., to Los Angeles, plus we also talk about some of the jobs he did before moving to LA, including a dangerous one, an armed truck driver, yes, going from going from in the line of fire to uh, the safety of the stage. We have a lot to talk about with this self-proclaimed, questionably funny comic. Listen into our conversation and find out how Ray Easter lives uncontained welcome to uncontained i'm your host aaron static render on the show today we have a comedian based out of los angeles california his name is ray easter ray welcome to the show and how are you doing today thank you i'm doing good how are you i'm doing great man great thanks for coming on um you want to uh, tell me how you got into stand-up comedy just to get started to introduce yourself to the audience a little bit yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I'm from uh, D.C. and I, I started doing stand-up. Had really nothing else going on. Um, it was kind of, you know, I don't know. I just started doing. I, I'm, I've always loved stand-up. I've always been a fan of it. Never thought I could really actually get on stage, but uh, I was just at a time in my life where nothing else was really happening. So I just tried it and. I was awful for about a year and a half, and then, you know, just things started clicking. Right on. So what was it that finally made you take that step to get on stage? Um, I guess, uh, you mean the first time? Yeah, you know, like, you've been th- maybe thinking about going to an open mic to try out some stand-ups. Maybe somebody told you you were funny, and then the moment where you're like, all right, man, I'm actually going to do this. I'm going to get on stage and try to make people laugh yeah i uh i have been told i've been funny uh my entire life like i was kind of a goofball in uh in high school but as far as getting on stage um i just you know it's kind of a boring story i just kind of looked up online uh to see if there were any open mics in the area and DC is a great place to get started to do stand up because there's a lot of open mics and um, 
the comedy scene is is uh, growing a lot out there. So I just uh, emailed somebody. They told me I had to bring people, <laughs> and I, you know, of course, lied. I said, "Oh yeah, you know, my people will be here in a second. and uh, <laughs> they they weren't. But you know, nobody noticed. Uh, big crowd, uh, and it kind of the first time kind of went well. But then every time after that, uh, complete shit. Yeah, like the first time, it either goes really well for people or horribly. There's really not like a whole lot of in between. But a lot of times, crowds are nicer to you when they know it's your first time. Exactly. After that, they can be ruthless. Yeah, uh, and that's exactly what happened. The the hosts uh, mentioned it was my first time on stage, so the audience was like, "Oh, okay." Well, they kind of start saying, "Oh, I," you know that that's a tough thing to do. So they, uh, they're very lenient on, on you. But if you don't get that intro, uh, they're just going to judge you as if you've been in a road comic for years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even though it's been like your fourth time on stage. Uh, yeah. So you mentioned that after, after your first performance was successful, the other shows like you bombed regularly. Oh, yeah, because, uh, I mean, when you, you know, start out, you don't know what you're doing, and you're just kind of going by what you see. Um, like, I was a, you know, fan of Chris Rock and Bill Burr, and uh, and I was trying to do jokes uh, like they would do it, Yeah, but I'm not Chris Rock or <laughs> Bill Burr, unfortunately, so... You have to uh, one. It starts clicking once you figure out uh, what makes you funny specifically, and uh, you know it can it can skyrocket from there. Yeah. So, um, did you find yourself on stage like going with like the Chris Rock voice and cadence a little bit, or uh, <laughs> was it that drastic? Or because your I, your stand up now is drastically different. It's a it's, drastically different i mean i would get on stage and i would like pace back and forth for no reason um like it it you know jokes my jokes had nothing to do with me moving around but i just thought that's what you had to do uh, (laughs) as a comedian but then you watch people like uh you know um todd berry and uh uh you know tom segura who it's very low energy and they don't move around a lot. And uh, I really started, that's when I started, you know, st- I started studying comedy almost. Um, and I just looked at how people stand on stage. And and then I just kind of started doing my own thing. And it makes you so much more comfortable once you realize you can be yourself on stage. Do you feel like the crowd like immediately acted different when uh, when you were yourself opposed to uh, mimicking somebody one of your influences style? Yeah, because when you're being yourself, people are like, "Oh, okay, I like this guy." But when you're and when it's obvious you're trying to you know do something else, people are like, "What the fuck is he doing?" <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like. Uh, you know, Chris Rock is performing a couple cities over. I can go see him or, you know, exactly. wanted like, Chris Rock. Yeah, I, I don't have to get a horrible impressionist. Uh, I can actually go see the real thing for $300. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, probably, only three hundred dollars. Yeah, and that's like up in the upper balcony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way in the back. I think see I them. see him down there. Yeah, he just looks like a guy. It could be yeah. anybody down there. But... You gotta watch him on the jumbo screen, which is yeah. just like watching him at home. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was it that? Uh helped you realize to be yourself is the answer to your stand-up um just listening to other successful comedians uh and hearing them say yeah you gotta you know find your own self on stage and then that's what uh really makes you funny yeah yeah definitely um it's kind of a trick of being who you are off stage and on stage as the same yeah. person yeah, and it does take a while to to get that too. I mean, I'm still finding myself, I guess, but uh I've I know a lot more now than when I first started. So, then I started listening to a lot of podcasts, a lot of uh comedy podcasts. So, you know, Bill Burr has his I don't want to plug everybody else's podcast. That's all right, you can but, mention yeah. them. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but um, then I can tag them in the show. And... <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. Get a lot more listeners that way. Um, but yeah, Bill Burr's was one of the first ones I really started listening to. Um, you know, Joe Rogan's and all that. And you, you hear comics talk to each other back and forth and uh, and they, you know, give young comics advice and one of the things I always heard was, you know, you just got to find, you know, find yourself, I guess, find what makes you funny and then do that on stage. Yeah, I don't remember who had this quote, but uh, it was the only one that can be you on stage is you like the only so do you, yeah. you know, and, and that was like that. an ad lib of the quote, too. Yeah, <laughs> I've yeah, I've heard that. I think I've heard that before. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like Chris Rock doesn't do a Dave Chappelle impression on stage and Seinfeld doesn't do Louis C.K. They're all their own person. So, yeah, yeah. The only time I think it's all right to impersonate people on stage is when you're doing impersonations. You know? Exactly. Like Jay <laughs> Moore he can do anybody. Oh, yeah. He has a yeah. killer walk in. Oh, yeah. He's he, he is the has the best walk in. Uh, yeah. He has the best, uh, um, damn, what's his name? Uh, Norm McDonald. His Norm is dead on. I, it's, de I, it's dead on. I actually have learned a few things about doing walk-in from listening to him. Oh, uh, yeah. Before before I heard him, I actually figured out the walk-in impersonation myself and how to do it. It yeah. is take an East Coast accent and okay. then throw that in a blender with Valley Girl. Uh, and then combine the two together and then you get like yeah dracula he never scared me <laughs> but my supials do because i fast that is oh my god i can see it now <laughs> and what i picked up from jay moore is like the because you're fast you need to get that low end to be able to yeah. do a walk-in wow if only if only i could do that <laughs> well just think east coast valley girl man East Coast, Coast man, Valley East Coast Valley Man. East Coast <laughs> Valley Man is, is uh Oh shit, okay. That's like if you need to put it down for like uh, a voice but you can't use Christopher Walken for it, just put it like East Coast Valley Man. Yeah. <laughs>
You can do characters. Yeah. <laughs> but enough of my voices or whatever. Um, <laughs> um, you recently moved from DC. You got your start in DC, and now you're. How long ago? How long have you been in LA? I've been in LA for three months now. The three months. Going on four. Yeah. All right. Still, still brand new. Still brand new transplant. How? Yeah. How's uh? How are you transitioning from the move? Is it easy for you, or are you finding difficulties? It's um. A little bit of both, you know. Uh, it's difficult in the fact that it's just a, a totally different scene, and uh, it's just it's so the people out here are so different. Um, what I'm finding a lot out here is there's a lot of actors that do stand up. Their yeah. agents are saying, "Oh, you should uh, you should uh, get in a stand up because that will help you in your auditions." And, um, I guess it, it can be a little, you know, frustrating for, for people that are just trying to do stand up because it's, it's just more people now that are doing stand up and it's hard to get stage time, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And... But, you know, everybody's got their own lane and, and you never know somebody who's in, who's an actor might be the shit at stand up and, will want to do that instead of pursuing acting, really. Yeah, that could be very true. And then uh, yeah. I wonder if uh, actors feel the same way about stand-up comedians coming in and trying to act. Oh, that, that's, yeah, that's actually very true. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're like, oh, these fucking assholes, they want to do everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do stand-up. Save that for the stage, buddy. <laughs> So, uh, so you recently moved to LA as we talked about earlier, right? Um, they say like, you don't want to get your start in LA, which you yeah. got your start in DC. Was there a certain level or a certain accomplishment that you wanted to achieve before you moved to Los Angeles? Um, yeah, I guess I, I wanted to, you know, have, the material before I came out here. I've got, you know, about 45 minutes. Uh, I wanted to have stuff that I knew would work. Um, and yeah, I do, I do see a difference between people that get their started somewhere else rather than, you know, in LA. Cause if you're from LA and you just started here, you know, you don't really have a choice to start in another, uh, city. Um, but I don't know. I think it's. Um, I think you only have that perspective of, you know, living in L.A. and L.A. is so far different than any other city I've been in, uh, especially on the East Coast. I, you know, every uh, everywhere up and down the East Coast, it's, you know, it's so different from L.A. <laughs> How so? Oh man. Well, people are just angry out in the East Coast. Uh, you know, we we have seasons. Um and you know, when you're out in LA, everything's fucking awesome, the weather, the weed, you know. <laughs> so, it's like, that'll help not, you keep you in a better mood right there. Yeah, it's not much to get pissed off about, but when you're on the East Coast, you got, you know, there's rain and snow and uh, you know, 
uh, shitty drivers. Although yes. in LA, that's I think these are the worst drivers uh, in LA. <laughs> Probably because everybody's high. I don't know. But. That that could be, man. Uh, I know what <laughs> you mean, though, about uh, the attitude is different, even coming from the Midwest. Um, yeah. Like with the seasons, everything like that, crappy weather, it's, as you said. Exactly. And people, I don't know. It's when you make fun of friends out here, they take it personally. When you yeah. make fun of friends back home, like busting their balls or whatever, they understand yeah, that's can... what you're doing and that means you love them. Exactly. I, I love to, to, you know, just give somebody a little shit, you know. Um, Here you have, have to have the participation ribbons, you know. You have to, yeah. Um, you know, I got some friends from the East Coast that are out here, and I can do that with them. And, and it's it's like, yeah, I, you know, I fucking like you. That's why I'm giving you, giving you a little shit. Otherwise, uh, I wouldn't talk to you. Exactly. Now or go I fuck just, yourself. I would just lie to you. <laughs> I would be like, oh, you're just so great, like the whole time. But but yeah, out in LA, you do that. They're like, "Oh, that's pretty mean, man." So, why would you say something yeah, to me? Why would you say that? It's so, jeez, you you have all these trigger words that you know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I understand completely. Um, we were talking a little bit earlier, uh, fair about some jobs that you've had back east. Speaking of that, that yeah. were pretty interesting and i don't know how you made it work with stand-up you were an armored truck driver is that correct? yeah 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 i um i was actually trying to be a police officer before i got into stand-up and i guess in the meantime i decided to do uh to drive armored trucks um which is a, just a horrible job uh, it's it's so shitty uh by itself um, and then when you're trying to do stand up on top of that, it's almost like you have no time at all. Cause you know, I would wake up at four thirty, four forty five to get to work, uh, and work like 12 hours, come home, sleep for maybe an hour or two before I go and hit up some mics. And then when you're at the mics, of course you want to hang out with people. So you hang out until like one or two in the morning. And they're like, fuck, I got to be up in, in a couple of hours. So it's um, it's it's excruciating. But uh, yeah. if, if you love stand-up, you'll definitely make it work. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, uh, you know, and only hope that you can catch a nap later in the day. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Sometimes I didn't. You just have to go straight over. Yeah. Uh, maybe I definitely would have to take a shower because with uh with the vest on and it being you know maybe 70 or 80 degrees out you know you you start to sweat a lot so yeah do you have any um uh stories from being an armored truck driver um yeah i yeah i do i actually have a couple um uh there was a time i i worked for two different companies uh one company, I, um, me and a partner were being followed for a couple of hours. Uh, we noticed it was, you know, the same car was, uh, was at like every stop. And then we got the license plate and, you know, just like the movies. That, 
Yeah, just like the movies. Like, it was just parked there. And then um, we saw the guy, and he would get out, and he would, like, follow us. Um, So we eventually, you know, called the cops, and we went to the next stop, and the officers were there meeting us, and and they got the guy. um, And the guy had a... Had had a Glock or something in his car. Oh wow! So, who's to know? I mean, I I personally, I think he was just kind of, just kind of trying to see our you know schedule so he could rob us later or maybe yeah, he was willing to do that right, right then. But um, yeah, that was that was pretty scary. And then at another company, the second one. Uh, I you had the option of uh running a route by yourself. So yeah. usually in the movies it's like two or three guys in the truck. Uh which is true for most of most of the companies. I it just kind of depends on your location. Uh but then we would have these trucks that would be just a one man you know, one man route. So I was doing that in DC and, uh, and I, this is about the time when I was uh, about to quit the job. Yeah. Uh, but I'm in, so if anybody is familiar, familiar with DC, there's an intersection that's like really awful. It's, uh, Minnesota Ave and Benning road, North, Northeast. It's a rough neighborhood. and Yes. Uh, I actually think uh, when I was a kid, we'd take like family vacations, like traveling across. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I think that's an intersection. You have to get off and on something and then back off something, correct? Or, uh, but my dad was circling around like through a really rough neighborhood in our minivan, talked to somebody at a bus barn, and finally told us how to get out of there. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be uh, a different intersection altogether, but... Yeah, um, it, yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, Minnesota Avenue and Benning Road, um, that's, a, that's a rough, that's a rough area of D.C. Uh, it's getting better, you know, it's gotten better over time, uh, but it's still, like, pretty rough. Yeah. Um, but I was uh, I was getting out of a check cashing company, and I'm walking back to my car, and uh, there's this van that pulled up right beside me, and I heard like a couple gunshots go off. Really, they weren't firing at me. Uh, it was it happened inside of the, the van, and then I just got in my truck and fucking drove off. Uh, but I was like, yeah, after that, I was like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta quit this shit. Yeah, definitely. I think that would, uh, drive me to quit that and yeah, find the safety of the stage. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not gonna, you know, have too many gunshots go off unless, you know, I do a show in Detroit or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, could be dangerous there, but could uh, be. Could be. You could get killed anywhere. You know, you could get hit exactly. by an armored yeah, you truck. Can, you can get killed in, you know, Connecticut if you, you know. Yes, in the Hamptons. The, the right people. Yeah, if you know the right people. Yes, yes, uh, they'll help you out. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> so now that you're in LA, dude, uh, what are you working on? Do you have any projects coming up? Um, uh, none really set in stone. Uh, I'm, I'm working towards, uh, putting out an album hopefully by the end of next year uh end of 2017 maybe early 2018 um and i'll definitely have the material by then that's you know not the issue but um just looking around just trying to see how to go about putting an album together uh where to tape it uh what platforms I should use to, you know, put it out there. So who to, who to, who's going to do the audio for it. So I have to look into that. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely going to be looking into that uh, mostly next year. So you got the material pretty much. You just need to get the logistics of it worked out. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, of course, like I'm still writing and, and still doing new, jokes and i've got jokes that i've done in the past couple weeks that i'm like yeah i want that in the album so i'm still growing the material i've i do have the time but who knows i might think of something that i want to put in there and i might take something out you know so right on right on it's a living breathing thing as of the moment exactly exactly cool so You've been through a lot as a stand-up comedian, Ray, of moving, like getting started out on the East Coast, moving here to L.A. That's a big step. Um, oh, yeah. What advice do you have to comics getting started out or looking to take their next step like you did? Um, the, I, the best advice that I've ever got uh, from a guy who's been doing it you know, forever was just keep fucking getting on stage. And just keep doing it. Uh, I mean, if you can do it, uh, you know, two to three times in a night, do that. Because the more you get up, the more you're going to get comfortable. The the better your stage presence is going to get. The more your jokes are going to just kind of flow, uh, and it's just going to get so much easier um, by just continuously getting on stage if you can get up six seven nights in a week you know do that yeah yeah that's uh definitely good advice because it's like the more times you're up there the more comfortable you are plus the more people get to see you yeah exactly you get a lot more exposure and uh other comics that know you uh and some that you know run rooms are like oh this guy's working pretty hard maybe i should uh give him a shot to you know do a spot at you know wherever yeah yeah definitely and when the other comics see you at other places they gain respect for you since you're out there all the time exactly you do you do gain a lot of respect the more you do it um yeah and uh if you just are genuine and and just you know you know people people love that yeah, definitely. You can you can tell sincerity in a comic or a performer oh, yeah. of any sort, really, yeah. uh, if they're being true. Exactly. So what do you do to promote yourself? Um, I guess mostly Facebook. I guess that's the, the easiest uh, 
way to do that. Like I'll put a a video up and it'll get a lot of views. And then I have some friends that'll share it on their posts and then their friends sees it. Um, so that's, I guess, the easiest way. Uh, I actually, actually just got a Twitter like a year ago and I got uh, an Instagram about a week ago. So I'm very new to, to both of those, but, um, Twitter's not a bad way to promote yourself. Um, cause I, what I do is I'll, um, I try, I've tried to do this every day. Um, but it, you know, nothing ever works out the way yeah. I want it to, but <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go and just look to see what's trending and then write a joke about it. And, um, okay. Yeah, you, you know, you'll get a couple people that you don't know and they and they look at it and they they'll like it or retweet it and you know, I I gain followers just based on doing that, just writing jokes about whatever's trending, you know. Yeah, definitely. That's a good way to also keep current as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um when people do come to a Ray Easter show, uh, when they see you on stage, what what do you want them to remember about the performance? Um, I what I always try to do is uh, like I'm I'm very low energy on stage, and um, that kind of makes uh, some people comfortable. Um, that was one of the the best compliments that I've ever got at a show. I was actually. Uh, opening for this comedian, uh, uh, Kelly Terranova, funny guy, awesome person. Um, and, uh, one person came up to me after the show and they said that they were kind of nervous about, uh, going to a, a stand-up show. Cause that was the first one that they have ever been to. And yeah. they said that I just made them very comfortable, um, you know, this guy didn't, he didn't want to get picked on or anything like that, which I don't do. Um, but just my, just, well, just demeanor, I guess, just kind of made him at ease. Uh, and he was really excited about that. So if you were Chris Rock, you might've picked on him if I was, but you know what, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but, uh, yeah. So I just, I just want people to come to a show and just, just to, you know, hear jokes and just be comfortable and have a good time. Oh yeah. I can't ask for much more than that. Exactly. Uh, I have one more question. Holy shit. Question. (laughs) I have a question for you, Ray. (laughs) (laughs) Just a old timey, uh, massy Buku. Let me ask you this question. question You never take me alive. Kappa. Or the question (laughs) is, how will you never take me? Kappa. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right enough of that that's probably going to be edited out but <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff man it might be it might Can't be i don't know i'll listen to it man um okay i have one more question for you and i'll try to keep uh the the 1920s villain voice out of it yeah um, <laughs> I, this is my title question of the show how do you ray easter live uncontained uh, I live uncontained by just, just going all in, just, uh, 
you know, putting all my cards out there. I um, quit my job a year and a half ago and just been coasting off of the money that I built off of that and then moved out to L.A. just not knowing anybody. And so I've just I've put everything I got into into doing stand up and just continuing to do that. That is the only way to go, man. All in. Yeah, just all in. If you attack it half-ass, well, you aren't yep. going to get anywhere. Got to go balls deep in it, man. Balls deep in it. Balls, That's deep, right. in, balls deep in comedy. Balls deep in this joke, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I have one more thing for you to do. But All before right. that, where can people get a hold of you? Uh, you, I've got a Facebook page, uh, Ray Easter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Ray Easter Comedy for both. And I also have a website, uh, RayEaster.com. So, all right, cool. Also I, on YouTube and on YouTube. Okay, YouTube. I will. Uh, I will definitely put all those in the show notes for you. But Sweet. I have one more thing for you to do. All right, and I like to have my guests sign off the show. Will you do me the favor and sign us off today? I'm Ray Easter, and I live uncontained. Thanks again to Ray Easter for coming on the show today, and thank you for listening. And please keep up the good work. Uh, Subscribe, rate, review, and share the show on your favorite pod player, or share it on Facebook. And I promise you, I won't get mad at you for plagiarism if you share one of my posts. I'm not that... Not that mean junior high teacher that got mad at you for copying your whole report. Let me know what you do to live uncontained. Uh, Post a picture or video on Facebook, uh, Twitter, or Instagram, and tag it hashtag live uncontained, and I'll check it out. Maybe, just maybe, you'll earn your way onto the show. I just want to encourage as many people to get out there and create something yes get out there and do it that show you've been thinking about doing do it that instrument you've been thinking about lay learn to play learn to play it learn to sing just do something creative create something and let me know about it thank you again for listening and until next time live uncontained